outside the podcast Stockton studio last November. Hello? Matt, Rod? It's me, Tom Mondragon. Where are you guys? Open the door. It's cold out here. Ah, man. I guess they really moved to Cleveland. Those jerks. From 8th Street to 8 Mile Road, from I-5 to Highway 99, Podcast Stockton. Stockton. I love this town. Most miserable city? I don't think so. The show all about the great life in Stockton, California. This is Podcast Stockton. Welcome to Podcast Stockton, episode 56 for Tuesday, March the 29th, 2011. I'm Rod Gomez, And I'm Matt Beckwith. Yes, we're back. Wow, two weeks. <laughs> back to back. It's a string. Um, I think it's a record, too. Anyway, welcome back to all of our returning listeners. If this is your first time listening to Podcast Stockton, thanks for checking out the show. We'd love to hear your feedback. As always, you can leave us a message at 209-565-3229 or send your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. Coming up on today's show, where to go to have fun with the little ones, an interview with Benjamin Saffold of the Gospel Center Rescue Mission, and Stockton Minor League Sports, a reason not to be miserable. So for a few months now, I've been taking my daughter, my oldest daughter, to story times. Uh, I really, it was one of those things where I always knew it it existed, but uh, up until I actually had a kid, it was like I had no need to know. But I started to figure out that there was places to take my little three-year-old that she could constructively go out and uh, meet other kids that wasn't daycare. And uh, so story time came up. Yeah, and, and introduce her to something other than video games. Well, you know, I, I had to get her off of the uh, the Shrek. She was loving that entirely too much. <laughs> so uh, so, anyways, my my journeys actually took me to the library. Um, I looked on the library's website and uh, ended up realizing that my gosh, the library has a ton of stuff. And you know, we listened to the to the interview that we did with our own librarian. <laughs> Right back uh, several months ago when I talked to uh, Chris Freeman, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's a good reminder, especially for you know I, my kids aren't little anymore, so we don't go to the library as much as we um, uh, probably as much as we should. But I swear it's like every time I see you, every time we talk, you tell me about some some new thing that you've discovered at the library. Yeah, um, taking your daughter to. So what what kind of things have you have you taken her to? Um, so far, I've taken her. I took her to the uh, Chavez Library. Uh, they have a great story time that starts at ten. Uh, 30 over there on Thursdays and um, Miss Susie is the storyteller down there and she is phenomenal. Um, She actually really is one of the the people that, you know, you would want at a story time. She's energetic. She keeps the kids engaged. Um, She does not go off the book. Like a lot of uh, a few storytellers that I've been to go off book and they sort of just make up the stories they go along and it's just not, that's not entertaining. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, she does a great job. She got a little puppet show that she does, um, keeps the kids, you know, hustling and bustling. And then, um, Thursdays were busy because Thursdays, there's also a story time at the, uh, Trokey library at, uh, 1115 or actually 1130 is the, what they call, uh, p- preschool power, power story time. And, uh, really, I guess the only difference is the fact that the crafts are a little bit more advanced in this one. 
Um, but on Tuesdays, there's also a, uh, a story time at the Trokey that starts at 10 o'clock. So, and that's for three and under, but man, I'm telling you, there's a ton of story time. So if you got a kid as young as mine and you want to keep them active, the library is a good place to do it. That's for sure. Yeah. And you know, as we sat here and went through the schedule of events, um, at the uh, public library, there's, there's not, not just story time for children, but there's tons of other things. So, uh, of course we encourage you to go to the, um, Stockton Library website at stockton.lib.ca.us and of course there'll be a link in the show notes but if you go to the link for um, events and programs you'll see a, a calendar of, of and there's chock full of events every single day there's computer classes there's um, uh, classes on how to do your own income taxes and things like that so definitely um Certainly, if you have a little one, uh, check out uh, all the available story times at your public library. Yeah, even yoga classes, too, at the library. But I tell you, there's also one more, uh, lest we not forget, there's also other story times other than the library. There's actually story times at Barnes & Noble, too. Uh, They usually do theirs at, um, I want to, it's 11 o'clock on uh, on Thursdays. Uh, So if you can't make it downtown and you want to make it to a story time and you want to stick around your area of town... Then uh, Barnes and Noble does ones at 11, um, led by another friend of the show. It's not necessarily him telling the story, but he's the one who's in charge of putting it together, Lee Nieves. So um, he's uh, he's in charge of that. And of course, the storyteller there puts on a puppet show. So if your kids like puppet shows, that's a good one to go to as well. Um, I believe they do one on Saturday as well. So uh, again, there's a lot of opportunities for you kids or you uh, folks out there with youngins that are looking for something to do to get them out of the house and keep them away from SpongeBob SquarePants, then, uh, <laughs> then feel free to check it out. Library's website as well as Barnes & Noble's website. Hi, this is Chris Freeman, City Librarian for the Stockton-San Joaquin County Public Library, and you're listening to Podcast Stockton. Okay, I am joined today by Benjamin Saffold at the Gospel Center Rescue Mission. Benjamin, thanks for coming on to Podcast Stockton. My pleasure. Uh, Matt is a friend and a colleague, and I'm glad to be a part of this show and part of this episode. Great. So uh, you have um, a very long list of things that you do in our community, and uh, I thought we'd talk about a couple of them today so as not to make a five-hour episode. Um, so first, let's let's start with uh, the Gospel Center Rescue Mission. What can you tell us about the mission and what your role is here? Gospel Center Rescue Mission is celebrating 71 years on April 9th, um, starting in the Depression era, meeting the needs of the homeless and always expanding our services. Uh, We have emergency lodging, we have addiction treatment program, supportive housing, and representative payee. All those programs geared towards making sure someone transfers from being homeless to being uh, having hope, first of all. And then next, having opportunities, um, education and housing and different things to put them on their new path. And so what is your role here at the Gospel Center Rescue Mission? Uh, the long version is I'm um, in development, marketing, outreach, and events. Um, and the short is I tell our story, whether it's through our website, uh, gcrms.org, or uh, making presentations, or doing events, or making opportunities. Um, 
and partnering with uh, different organizations, other nonprofits. It's based here to get our story out there to raise awareness and to raise funds. So what's the state of the homeless community in Stockton these days? Well, in the last few years, uh, due to the economy, the way it's turned, um, everything's been increasing. Um, drug use has increased, uh, homelessness has increased, uh, whether it's families, through foreclosures, um, and individuals and singles. And so uh, every statistic that you can imagine uh, that measures homelessness has increased. We had a uh, countywide um, census done, and uh, that's, that's bear that out. So basically all the issues that you know about dealing with homelessness have increased. And so how do folks find your services, or, or how is outreach done to get folks to know about your services? Um, that's why my job will always be <laughs> my job, is to always tell that story. Uh, we have many hooks in the water. Uh, first of all, we partner with other agencies like HSA, and they'll refer people to us. Uh, people can walk up, and we're positioned place, basically we're a place where homeless people are. We are near downtown, and so there's a lot of agencies down there as well. Uh, we get referrals from other agencies. Uh, we basically do outreach and awareness, like my job, and uh, people can get information from us to hand to someone who's homeless, uh, from the panhandler to the person who they know or they come across or they are related to that are in need of our services. So you mentioned one of the things you do here is representative payee. What can you tell me about that? Um, that is where the Social Security office will designate for someone in need of someone to help them budget their money uh, to have a someone who's certified uh, by the government to help them handle their money, pay their bills, to hopefully prevent them from becoming homeless. And so we have about 500 clients that we deal with, and we help them uh, pay their bills, pay their rent, uh, Comcast, PG&E, and uh, we help them avoid becoming homeless because sometimes they have relatives or friends that will not really encourage them to be financially responsible. So we become that kind of go-between to make sure that they are responsible and take the money that the government gives them and help them be responsible due to sometimes there is mental illness involved and other kind of incapacity. So we become that uh, advocate for them and that mediator to help them be responsible and prevent them from becoming homeless. So this population could be described as near homeless or um, if you know they're just one paycheck away or one financial catastrophe away from becoming homeless, is that true? That's true. If I can uh, quote Oprah on your show, uh, <laughs> we are most people or a good number of people are one or two paychecks away from homelessness, and so um, we try to do our best to meet someone um, at their needs, uh, hopefully to prevent homelessness. But if not, if they do become homeless, to uh, first of all meet their immediate needs, food, clothes, and shelter and then provide them a counseling and, and life skills training and other uh, learning options. We have a learning center here that is computer-based, and so give them the best step up they can to get them on their feet and getting back to being a bill-paying citizen and, and being responsible. So we try to do what we can uh, with what we have and, and to do that. Well, it sounds like there's lots of great services here. How did you get involved in this line of work? Well, this is my first nonprofit job. I have a background in the music industry. Uh, I was working at Tower Records headquarters in Sacramento, and about I think it was 2007. It was that uh, they went bankrupt, and so I was looking for other options. And I was uh, born and raised in Stockton, and I I had a friend here that worked here, and I was helping her out volunteering uh, with my background in, in running events and and music oriented um, events, and so. Um, Basically, when I when she discovered I was laid off and was unemployed, she goes, why don't you continue what you're doing here, but instead of as a volunteer, um, assist me as an employee. And so um, took some steps to make that happen, and here I am three years later, uh, you know, doing what I do. 
Well, that's great. So, uh, so Benjamin, there's been a lot of buzz on the internet lately, um, on Facebook, about the New Life Project. Um, what can you tell me about that? It's an exciting project that's born of a relationship between uh, the Gospel Center Rescue Mission and local artists. Uh, and the events that I've done in the last few years, I have uh, booked local talent. And that talent uh, developed into a relationship, and that relationship led to a conversation. And in November of last year, we decided to, uh, you know, up that relationship to where um, instead of booking them as an artist, we would actually work on a project together. And so we uh, reached out to other um, college-age students and other bands uh, locally that also knew um, each other. And uh, we had a home studio, and we partnered together. And after a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of uh, writing sessions and producing, mixing, mastering, here we are, um, you know, we're going to receive our, our first shipment of CDs in the next few weeks, and we're going to debut it uh, on April 8th, and we're excited about it. It's, it's uh, a product of a lot of love and a lot of, uh, lot of efforts, and uh, we're very excited about what, uh, what people are about to hear. Great. So the uh, the premiere of the uh, the public premiere of the CD is um, April eighth. That's at uh, Quail Lakes Baptist Church. Yes. Um, and tickets are ten dollars. And the exciting thing about that is the ten dollars actually includes a copy of the CD. So when you purchase your ticket, you'll uh, you'll be able to listen to the concert and pay no more. You just basically turn your ticket in for a copy of the CD and take the experience home with you. And it's uh, lyrically uh, focused on the issues of homelessness. It speaks to the issue. But not only the brokenness of the homeless issue, but also the healing that comes when you uh, experience new life. And so uh, these artists uh, are very talented. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about a number of things, but to expose uh, this group of young people to a larger audience through our partnership with the Gospel Center Rescue Mission is probably the biggest joy that I have. Uh, it ties into a lot of things, but basically it's, a, it's an effort that I believe will lead to awareness and fundraising for the Gospel Center Rescue Mission, but also exposure for the artists involved and hopefully have a positive impact on Stockton in general. Great. So um, if folks want to get involved or, or help out the uh, Gospel Center Rescue Mission, um, are there opportunities for um, volunteers or are there opportunities for donations? Absolutely. Um, for those who are um, online and are, are comfortable being online, our website is www.gcrms.org. That's G as in gospel, C as in center, R as in rescue, M as in mission, S as in stockton.org. Those who are a little afraid of the internet, um, which wouldn't be anyone who's watching or listening to podcast Stockton, <laughs> right. uh, they can also give me a call, area code 209-320-2329. I also have an email address, events at gcrms.org. But we, uh, we're on Facebook and, and a lot of different other things online. But uh, however you want to get to us, we'll make a way for you to get to us and help us uh, and, and help us do what we do. Great. All right. So, um, you know, you're involved in, in so many other things um, besides just the Gospel Rescue um, Mission, let's, let's also talk about the Stockton Arts Commission and, and your involvement there. When I came back to Stockton uh, in 2007 um, with, the, with the job at the Rescue Mission, I, I came back with really with two uh, focuses on, on what I'd like to do to improve Stockton. And, and those two areas were in the area of the arts and an area of, of teens. And those are, those are my passions. And um, so obviously in the arts, uh, one of the first things that came to mind was uh, working with the Arts Commission. And when I found out there was an opening, um, I applied, and uh, I, I found that I was connected with a, a bunch of other folks who were passionate about the arts, um, advocating for the arts, and, and, and artists in the community. So um, 
here I am two years later, I'm helping to do what we do, which is two main things we do is first of all, we offer grants for arts and arts organizations. Um, we have annual grants in the beginning of the year. And the second part of the year, we have our arts awards ceremony, which recognizes arts and arts, artist organizations who have made an impact in Stockton. So it's basically just a cheerleader for the arts and the arts community. And uh, I'm so glad to be working with the other commissioners, doing what we do, uh, funding arts and recognizing the arts in Stockton and making sure that their artists are, are appreciated. Yeah, and in a day and an age where uh, we recently learned that um, some of the arts and arts teachers and programs with Stockton Unified are, are going to be cut back, um, it certainly is a, a time where we need community-based arts programs. Can you tell me what the what the important what the importance is of arts in in the lives of teenagers? Well, first of all, there are the national statistics of of the impact of arts in in the minds of young people. But in my personal experience, I've seen the arts be a way to reach out to youth. There is a way that they express themselves that they don't feel fits into the curriculum of, of the schools. And there are some wonderful arts teachers. Uh, basically, um, right now what I'm doing in my role at the Arts Commission is I'm actually partnering and reaching out to arts teachers um, who are experiencing some, some cuts in the district or it may possibly face cuts in the district. And I want to let them know about the funding that's available to them through the Arts Commission. But the impact I've seen on an individual basis, it's a way to connect uh, youth uh, and teens to the arts that will encourage them to continue on with their education and actually helps them in their other subjects. And again, there are statistics um, on, on a nationwide basis of dealing with that, but I've seen that personally where someone can stay engaged through the arts and, and you know, basically tie it into their, their education, into their careers. Great. So um, if, if those are a couple of things weren't enough, you've also found time to volunteer with the Stockton Earth Day Festival, which is how you and I finally met in person. Um, so uh, tell me about what your role is with the Earth Day Festival Committee and uh, why you decided to continue to work with those guys. As with most things I'm a part of, there is my title, and then there's my function, which is always broader. Um, even with, no matter what I'm doing, there's always the official title. So my official title with the Earth Day Committee is I'm in charge of social media. So I, I manage uh, the Facebook page, I post links, and uh, basically make sure people online know about the Earth Day Committee. And uh, in the background, I, I help with other things as needed. Um, last year, the first year, I connected them with you, and also with uh, the person who manages the stage and books the acts. Uh, this year, I'm trying to tie them into my focus with the Arts Commission. So we'll be debuting our green graffiti uh, page or table for uh, teens to uh, do express themselves artistically, but also be socially responsible and teach and encourage them to be uh, green and, and to learn about recycling. So each year seems to unfold a new aspect of how I can participate. And hopefully I'm combining all my interests and all the hats I wear uh, to make it easier in my life, first of all, but also uh, make increase the impact on making uh, Stockton a better place, whether it's through different things like the arts, but this is combines the arts and the green emphasis. And, and so I'm so grateful to my fellow committee members who are always open to new ideas. And so we're always open to growing. And so we have a lot of good ideas for this year that will debut new, and we're looking forward to even growing uh, even past this year. Great. <clears throat> okay, so Benjamin, you are also involved with the um, Friends of the Fox organization. What can you tell me about that? I am unashamedly a movie file, so um, it really helps me tap into my uh, love of movies, 
and we, we show classic movies uh, once a month uh, for most of the year. And I got involved because I said, you know, I want to see the movies I love, you know, shown there. And so um, I talked to one of the board members. He said, well, we have an opening. So I joined that and uh, I've, it, I just loved it. Um, I love the people I work with and, and the people that are on the committee with me. Uh, we have a wonderful, exciting lineup for this year. We've, we've shown Casablanca in January, uh, Vertigo in March. We've got Gone with the Wind in April. Um, we're trying to get Wizard of Oz by the end of the year. And uh, either White Christmas or What's a Wonderful Life. Um, you know, and it's basically for people who love classic movies, it's a place for them to go in a discounted rate and to go to a, a venue that actually should show the first run of these movies. So I've actually run into someone who actually saw their Gone with the Wind when it first came out at the Fox. So uh, and it's now called the Bob Hope Theater, but it used to be called the Fox. And so we keep that memory alive of the classic movie feel uh, by showing movies monthly and for movie fans like me. It's a beautiful environment to watch a show, and it certainly is. I can tell you, I've never seen a movie there, but I can imagine it's a beautiful environment to watch a movie in as well. It is, and again, the whole classic feel of it, to going through the rotunda, to see the Art Deco design, it adds to the ambiance of watching a movie, and you think that you could be watching it, you know, 50 years ago. Now, we have made some improvements. We have a digital projector, so uh, we, we've taken out the classic aspect of, you know, a projector breaking down or the old film you know not holding up and we've got rid of that aspect we don't think that you know we want to keep that in the past but as far as the the picture quality and the sound uh we've updated that other than that it's a classic movie experience and are those showings on the weekend or during the week they're usually on fridays uh we gone with the wind's going to be on a sunday because it's so long we'll make it a sunday afternoon april 10th uh and then uh, most of them are on weekend nights uh where people can kind of relax after an, a long week and maybe take a trip to the past and uh, how, how much are the tickets for a movie there? Currently, the tickets are uh, $7. Um, we, we may have to, to raise the prices, but uh, right now we try to keep it at a price where you know it's reasonable and in time for, uh, for families to get together and, and make it a family event. Wonderful. So with Gone with the Wind coming up in April, uh, do you have any other notable films uh, on the horizon? Very glad you asked. In September, we're going to show um, All the King's Men which was originally filmed in Stockton and around Stockton and features very prominent landmarks that are no longer around. Uh, we were going to partner with um, Alice Von Omeren, who's uh, anyone who knows about Stockton's history knows that name. She manages a Facebook page with uh, Stockton History. She also manages a Facebook page and has wrote a book on Stockton postcards. So we're partnering with her. We're partnering with a public library who's going to make All the King's Men the book of the novel. Uh, feature book for that month. So we're tying some things together to all kind of around the promotion so people can uh, really be exposed to this movie. Some who have never seen it and some who have never seen it on a big screen. So we're very excited about that. That'll be in September this, of this year. Great. Benjamin will return at the end of the show to answer the same four questions that everybody gets asked at the end of every podcast talked and interview. Okay, as much as I um, 
tried and not bring up that list, I'm going to bring it up. Um, one of the, the things on that stupid list is how pro sports teams did. And we don't have many pro sports teams. Either well, Sacramento, I know a little bit. Yeah, but boy, do we sure have a plethora of minor league teams, man. Stockton, we talked about this on the show for a long time now, Rod, but Stockton is a sports town, is it not? Oh, absolutely. We got everything from hockey to blind baseball. I mean, how can you not be a sports town with all that going on? Yeah, this this is... Uh, we, we are definitely becoming a, a, sports, a sports destination term I heard recently. Um, so uh, just a um, kind of quick recap of where we stand today with um, with some of our um, our favorite sports teams. Um, as we record this on Sunday evening, the Stockton Thunder finally won uh, won a big one tonight against the Victoria Salmon Kings. They won eight to four after losing two nights in a row in shootouts. Um, Tough ones, to yeah. Take two. And uh, big shout out to to a friend of the show, um, Gabe, because um, I wasn't at the last two, but he was giving me text updates during the, during the, uh, during the game, but, uh, yeah, two tough shootout losses. And so, uh, a great win tonight, but you know, the, the big deal with the thunder is that they have clinched their fifth consecutive playoff berth. And actually this year they, um, they clinched it earlier than they had before. Um, so they clinched it, um, on March 9th. So once again, the, uh, Stockton Thunder are headed to the postseason, and hopefully this year will end a little bit better than last year, but still, it's pretty cool. We're still, uh, you know, we're still, you know, selling seats and, uh, and heading to the postseason. Well, let's put this in perspective. I mean, the Thunder have only been around since 2005. So you talk about five consecutive, uh, seasons in which they've actually made the playoffs. That only leaves one season, their first season that they didn't actually make the playoffs. So, I mean, you know, granted, yeah, we don't have a pro sports team, but I'm going to tell you right now that uh, Thunder brand hockey, I'd put up against any pro basketball team ever, you know? So you tell me, would I rather have the Kings as our one pro sports team or would I rather have the Stockton Thunder, the Stockton Ports, um, the Stockton Lightning for the time being, the California Cougars, you know, tell me, would I trade all that for one uh, major league team? Absolutely not, because... The Thunder, you know, again, they packed the house again. They played before a, a sellout crowd on Saturday. Um, you know, we know how to treat our sports teams around here. And I think we'd rather have minor league teams in this city uh, rather than, you know, these pro teams that don't uh, just don't feel like they care about being in the area. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, so we can't wait to see the um, haven't seen the playoff schedule yet, but we know that um, there's only a couple of games left. Um, for the Stockton Thunder, the last home game is Wednesday, March 30th against the Las Vegas Wranglers. And after that, they go on the road for um, back-to-back nights in Vegas. And then after that, the playoffs will start. So um, uh, keep your eye on StocktonThunder.com. And I hope they make a pretty deep run this year. Yeah, well, last year was pretty close. Yeah, so I mean, um, they, made it re- they made it really deep. But I'm hoping that they make a really deep run because I would love... I mean, we already have a California championship. Let's bring home a Kelly Cup. Yeah, yeah, true. So uh, speaking of the um, uh, that, that other sport that we play, um, America's favorite pastime, one that you're intimately familiar with, Stockton Ports. What's going on there, Rod? Ah, we are, we are ready. I mean, as ready as we'll ever be for the beginning of the season, which actually the home opener, the beginning of the season starts in, on the 6th of April, but uh, our that's an exhibition game, but the real actual regular season uh, the boys will kick it off on the road against Modesto on the 7th of April. So not too far away. I mean, they got a four-game set against the uh, the Modesto Nuts. 
so they'll be down there if you want to catch the opening uh, weekend uh, or opening yeah weekend as it were head down to Modesto watch the boys play uh, actually spring training ends on Tuesday so we not we're not sure what the roster is gonna be yet for the ports uh, but we will definitely know by the end of this week uh, exactly who is going to be uh, starting for the ports you may see some familiar faces but chances are you're not going to see too many uh, returners Grant Green obviously not going to be back on the ports. Uh, loss for us, but a gain for uh, Midland as he'll go to Texas. Uh, Jeremy Barfield, the same. Um, uh, Spina, Mike Spina, the same. So a lot of the guys that you cheered for last season are probably going to be up in AA uh, grinding it out. Some of them may even make it to AAA. We'll see how the spring training works out for them. So um, again, home opener is on the 14th. That's the day before the Asparagus Festival starts. So that'll be against Modesto. Uh, again, so we got another uh, four, three games against Modesto, and then three more against Visalia. We got a six-game homestand opening up, and I tell you what, if you make it to one game in the entire season, make sure you make it to the home opener because we are blowing it out, fireworks and the whole nine yards. Oh yeah, of course. So the first home opener again is uh, Thursday. Uh, April 14th. Thirsty right. Thursday, by the way. Sorry to cut you off. Thursday, Thursday. What's that? $2 Thirsty beers? Thursday beers? $2 drafts. Yeah. $2 drafts at the, at the table. And, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll go pretty fast. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Get there. All right. Very cool. So another sport, um, Stockton Wolves have been in the news quite a bit lately as, uh, they move officially from San Jose to Stockton and, um, you got their website set up already. Stocktonwolves.com. Most of it's still labeled and branded as San Jose Wolves, but um, Stockton Wolves are ready to bring some indoor football action back to the arena after the um, collapse of the Stockton Lightning. God, and you know what? I, I don't want to say it was the Lightning's fault. It wasn't because they actually, you know, they were doing the best they could in a league that was really hurting anyway. So, you know, I, I, I will miss the Lightning because it made perfect sense, Lightning and Thunder. But, uh, you know, I'm anxious to see if these wolves, because they've been pretty successful in San Jose. So, uh, we're not getting a, uh, we're not getting a Sacramento Kings team, which is limping along and needing a new city to play. Um, you know, San Jose's actually got a good, good team up there and they're bringing them to us. So I'm actually anxious. I really, you know, the schedule here says, uh, that they start on April the 8th against Las Vegas at home, uh, which obviously is a Stockton arena. So, um, you know, April the 8th, not doing uh, anything with the ports that that uh, day, so let's see, let's see what brand of football these wolves bring to Stockton. Yeah, and you know if I read right, I think they might have even gone all the way to the championship game and lost, um, lost in the championship game. So yeah, that would uh, it doesn't sound like we're getting, um, you know, a a, a losing franchise. Um, I did a little bit of reading on the American Indoor Football Association, which is I guess who they were part of. Doesn't sound like that league's in existence anymore. I mean, you can Google football leagues around America and find out how many leagues have come and go, uh, come and gone just in the last couple of months. And certainly with the um, the lockout of the NFL players and all the labor action that's going on in the NFL, this seems like a, uh, a perfect time for other folks to possibly start uh, jumping into the game. But I, I'm excited. I liked the Stockton Lightning. I think the only thing that they were ever missing was they needed to get that Stockton Thunder type feel in the crowd and in the um, you know in the in between the the action on the field. So I think if they can do that, 
they will, um, you know, they, they might find a following. And, you know, if you love offense, then you love indoor football because that's some crazy offensive, uh, you know, scoring, you know, games where it's like 70 to 63 and those kinds of things. It is offensive how much they score. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, though. I mean, you're absolutely right. The, the scoring in that, um, there's just absolutely no holds barred. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. It's, it's just offense, 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 offense. And if you, yeah, like Matt said, if you like touchdowns, that is the league for you um, because those guys will be scoring often and a lot of cheering, a lot of cheering. Yep. So uh, definitely go to StocktonWolves.com. We'll have links in the show notes to the um, schedule and uh, where you can buy their tickets. Um, but of course, uh, coming up on the next few months, plenty of uh, great sports action here in Stockton. Okay, Benjamin. So now the uh, the final four, the last four questions everybody gets for being a guest on podcast Stockton. Um, okay, first... I would I'll be an oak tree. If I'm gonna be a tree, I'll be an oak. <laughs> an oak tree. There you nice. go. Um, so how long have you been in in Stockton? Born and raised here. Um, I was born in uh, 19 and uh, in 2003, I believe it was. I moved to Sacramento, and uh, I came back as I said in 2007. So other than a 12-year gap of being in Sacramento, I've been uh, Stockton all my life. Great. So what do you like about Stockton? Wow. I'm going to turn into a human brochure. Um, I love uh, the proximity. Uh, we have uh, the, the Bay Area and the ocean uh, two hours to the west. We have mountains, uh, Lake Tahoe two hours to the east. We've got Yosemite uh, two hours to the south, and we got the redwood trees and a nice just open area, you know, two hours to the north. Um, as far as in Stockton, um, man, I've in the last few years I've been actually looking at pictures of, of old Stockton, and I love the architecture. And so this, the buildings that are still here uh, from that era I love, and I love looking at Stockton's history and hopefully paying a, a part in uh, preserving that history. Uh, but probably more than anything else, out of the people. Um, I still see people from high school that I haven't seen in a while <clears throat> when I come here or when I used to visit here now that I live here. Um, <clears throat> and there's this kind of, um, I met some wonderful people here and uh, people that are proud of Stockton and, and are excited about Stockton and about Stockton's future. So, uh, and you're one of those people. So um, I just like to be around those kind of folks to uh, focus on what Stockton can be in the future. And again, that goes back to my emphasis on teens. I think our future is directly tied into how we invest in and how we uh, you know, take care of our teens. And so what is your favorite Stockton memory? Well, again, I'll have to focus on these. Uh, it usually revolves around family. Uh, my dad used to take me, my brother and I, um, to Crest. Um, there's a building that is still here, but uh, the Crest business has, has left it. Um, we used to go to, um, there was a cafeteria downstairs, and he used to take us there for breakfast. And then after that, he would take us to uh, different places to do work. My father was a great proponent of work, and our bonding moments usually tied into work. So the work aspect, not such uh, fond a memory as the eating part. So we <laughs> ate before and afterwards, which I loved. And uh, But then in between, we had to do some little work and, and some bonding there. So, But usually it involves around family. I remember going to, to different churches around town here, uh, visiting places. My mother used to take us to the, the port. Um, as a family, uh, us five kids while my dad was at work. And we, we hung around uh, the port area and the marina, which is now known as the marina um, area. 
And so uh, downtown really holds a really uh, special place for me, uh, different things and memories that it brings up with family. And uh, so I still keep those. And I, I live and work downtown, so I see those all the time. So it's a constant memory of, of some good times for me. Great. So when you're not uh, giving back to the, com- to the uh, community and, and all, the, all the busy stuff you do, um, what do you like to do for fun in Stockton? Um, what I like to do for fun, as I said before, I'm a movie file, so I live downtown, which is very close to the movie theater multiplex, and so uh, we, they have a wonderful program on Tuesday nights called $5 Movie Night, and so that's only for movies I, I want to see and also movies that I may not want to see but I'm willing to take a risk on and pay $5 for. Um, I'm, I, I frequent uh, the Blackwater Cafe see local music they have a wonderful uh, monday night jazz that they feature every night um, every monday and uh every monday when the weather's nice you'll see me there with my laptop uh doing some other work or some other things uh, online um I hang out with friends i have a wonderful church i've been a part of for almost 20 years now uh reach worship center and so um go to church on sundays um saturdays and then there's also which some of you might, may not define as fun but i in the work I do, I don't get much sleep. So there's also the fun aspect for me to take a Saturday morning off and just sleep in. And so I find <laughs> probably unusual amount of joy in, in sleeping in on a Saturday mo- Saturday morning. Yeah, everybody loves a good nap. Great. Well, thank you very much, Benjamin. If uh, folks want to find out more about the Gospel Center Rescue Mission, of course, they can go to gcrms.org. So, Benjamin, in, in addition to that, uh, where else can folks find uh, information about you online? Well, um, since I already have, like, 1,100 friends on Facebook, I don't mind people um, reaching out to me through Facebook, which is facebook.com slash Benjamin Saffold. Um, I, I add people to lists, and I kind of find out their interests and make sure that anything I forward is based on that list. I love dispensing information which is why the main reason why I'm on social media. Uh, Twitter.com slash Benjamin Saffold. You can follow me there as well. Um, as I said before, I'm passionate about teens and passionate about the arts. And so I manage the Arts Commission page, uh, which is also on Facebook. Uh, I have a, a page I manage with resources for teens, which is called Facebook.com slash Stockton Teens Connect. And there's also a Twitter.com slash Stockton Teens. And I, I disperse information that is relevant to teens and those who support teens, uh, whether it's scholarships or events that are relevant to teens. Uh, I want to make sure that everybody that uh, wants information or resources uh, to make life better in Stockton or what, regardless of what their life is, I want to help through social media make that possible. So that's why I make myself so much available online. And so those are the ones, uh, I'm sure there are other ones I can't recall, but those are the ones for right now that uh, I really want people to know, and they can contact me at my personal Facebook page if they want to know more, more information. Great. Thank you very much, and thanks for coming on the podcast, Stockton. Thank you, Matt, and I'll see you at one of our many committee meetings that we have together and different things that we're a part of, but all to make Stockton better. So uh, thank you for the part you play with this program and also all the things that you do. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to Podcast Stockton. We want to thank Benjamin Saffold of the Gospel Center Rescue Mission. Find out more about them by visiting their website at gcrms.org. We'd love to hear your comments. As always, you can call our listener line at 565-3229 or send your comments to mail at podcaststockton.com. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube, username Podcast Stockton. Find me on Twitter, username Podcast Stockton. And me at RJ Gomez. For links to all the things we talked about in today's episode, check out the show notes at podcaststockton.com. And until next time, make it great stuff. So would you, would you rather really have a bunch of minor team, minor league teams than the Kings? I mean, what if the Kings were going to move to Stockton? Then I would send them packing. And I, you know what? <laughs> and it's because listen, the Maloofs aren't, you know, they're not loyal, and we know this. They're they're not the type of people that would keep a a team in a city because they love you. Hey, you know what cracks me up? There's this big surprise. The Maloofs don't love us. They're only in it for the money. Duh. Really? Duh. Don't these guys own casinos? Yeah, they do. It's in like, Vegas. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Give me a break. Ridiculous. I'll take the Ports, the Wolves, the Cougars, and the uh, and the uh, Thunder any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Hey, and, well, since we're talking about it, can I just say, people... Oh, no, not people. This is just you and I, right, Ron? Yeah. It's not the Thunders. No. It's the Thunder. No, please don't say Thunders. People have to stop calling them the Thunders. <laughs> Next person that calls them the Thunders, I revoke your Stockton card. <laughs> See you, Rod.